that's a growler. Great news from Growler Media. We're announcing a new podcast, The NeverEnding Minute, where Tierney and Thomas will be breaking down and analyzing the never-ending story one minute at a time. Be sure to check out the pilot and subscribe because new episodes will be coming out starting July 3rd. Welcome to Beauty and the Beastly Minute, the podcast where we break down and analyze Beauty and the Beast, one chair-throwing minute at a time. I'm Bobby. And I'm Janae. And we are back once again. (laughs) We're alone today, but that's okay. (laughs) You say that like it's this sad, pitiful thing that we're alone today. (laughs) Well, we just had Nate with us, and it was a lot of fun. So, it's okay, Janae. We have fun together talking about (laughs) Minute 34 today. (laughs) Okay, thanks for letting me know we're going to have fun. <laughs> and minute 34 starts with Cogsworth saying, eh, 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 suave, genteel. It ends with Belle saying that she doesn't want to get to know the beast. Aww. It's going to be a good one because we get some very awesome lines and reactions from the beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that Cogsworth, it's like he's talking to a little kid when he does that, eh, eh, eh. Suave, genteel. It's it's like uh, he's just talking to a little kid. Yeah, beast. <laughs> when he starts off and he's doing his little uh, well, he ended last minute like pointing, being like, "See, like it's her fault. She's the one being difficult." And then he goes in and tries to ask politely, and he does. He starts off with like doing like a thing where he grabs his cape to do like a very proper bow, and then like his level of anger is rising, and he like goes from holding the cape in a bow to, like, clutching it up to his chest in fury. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, like, very carefully trying to say everything. Trying to hold in the urge to lash out. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, he's saying his... uh, He's saying these things with gritted teeth, and he looks so annoyed. Yeah. And then he's angry. He's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, my question was, maybe he's just hangry. <laughs> well, he already ate, didn't he? No, oh, no he no. was waiting for her. Right, right, right. I mean, I get hangry. Hangry is a real thing, everyone. <laughs> you laugh, yeah. but I'm being dead serious. No, no. Hangry I, is a real thing. <laughs> I completely agree. Now that I know what it is, as we learned a few episodes ago, now that I know what it is, it's definitely something that I have uh, been affected by. That's the struggle's so real. Struggle is real. He could just seriously be hangry, and it's not his fault that he's so upset. He's been waiting for how many hours for her to come down and eat? We're not really sure, and uh, I actually went back and read one of the original, I mean, the original version of the script that we have, and Mm -hmm. everything is kind of in a different order during this part of the movie, because they originally sang the Be Our Guest to Maurice, and Mm -hmm. just, like, did stuff in in a little bit of a different order, so... It's interesting to see how they ended up to to where they started in yeah. in the eating and dinners uh, situations. Yeah, and I love that uh, as Beast is making this polite invitation, Cogsworth comes in again. He says, "Eh, we say please." <laughs> <laughs> I never understood what he said there, so I had to like listen to it like four times, and I was like, "Oh, he's saying we say please." <laughs> yeah, it, I had never even caught that line when I was a kid. I'd never heard it. 
at all. There are a lot of things that Cogsworth says that, like, he says very under his breath and very mm-hmm. quickly. And I'm like, okay, I can totally hear that now that I'm paying close attention to it. But as a kid, I never heard it. You know, I didn't, it, it, I don't know. I just never even paid attention to the little things that he says. Right. And a lot of them are pretty funny. They're funny. That's why now that we're like doing this podcast and everything, Cogsworth is totally my favorite. <laughs> when I was a kid, I always loved Lumiere, but I just didn't understand Cogsworth at all. And he's totally my favorite now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty awesome. Definitely pretty awesome, but not as awesome as the beast when he mm. explodes on Bell. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like I've had this situation all the time with my kids. <laughs> when I'm like, okay, fine, just go ahead and starve. <laughs> like if you're not gonna eat your food, then you're not gonna eat it all. Go to bed. So well, that happens okay, in our house. I thought it was funny that there are these huge pauses where he's not speaking to her because his servants are speaking to him and she's just silent through the whole thing until he finishes his please and then it's like she just jumps down his throat and her tone of voice is very much very petulant i guess i don't know a better word for it but i was just wondering why how did she know i was just directing i guess But to me, I wouldn't have waited between all of those silences, waiting for him to finally say please, just to say, now. Well, I'm assuming that she's right on the other side of the door and can hear everything that's going on on the other (laughs) side. So that probably doesn't help Beast's case that she can hear, like, his coaches telling him what to say (laughs) and how to try to be nice. So she's just waiting, you know, being slightly more polite and waiting until he finishes what he's saying to reject him again. In an impolite voice. (laughs) (laughs) She's been through a lot today, Janae. She's, maybe she's a little hangry too. Well, yeah, she definitely is. She's just uh, trying to, I don't, I guess I don't really get why she's not going to dinner. I mean, kind of, okay, she's not giving into his demands, but we know Mm -hmm. she's hungry. She's got to be hungry and she doesn't know what he could do. I mean... She's essentially his prisoner, and she's already, like, being insolent, so... Well, I mean, I think this is where her age is showing. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, we have to remember she is 17, right? And, I mean, she literally... He says, you can't stay in there forever. She literally says, yes, I can. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, if I haven't... If I've ever heard a kid parent argument... No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Or anything like that. This is it. Yeah, that's true. It's still pretty funny. Yeah, and I like how, I mean, I guess we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but how expressive they made the beast in his movements and, you know, his gestures and uses his hands a lot while he's talking to his servants. Mm -hmm. And they just did a super awesome job making that look real and realistic and conveying like the feelings that he's having and the frustration he has when he's having this little conversation with a door. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to talk him in also about his his ultimatum where he basically is like, go ahead and starve. And then he tells the servants, if she doesn't eat with me, she doesn't eat at all. And I was like, uh, ultimatums don't usually work that well in relationships. And so <laughs> I was just in like, relationships. Huh. But uh, when someone's your prisoner and you are a uh, 
the the <laughs> prince or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that it can work if that's the case, but but, but it still doesn't. <laughs> It still doesn't, especially when your servants who are in charge of making sure these things happen are, like, two feet tall, and (laughs) she's, like, five feet tall, and also, they are all trying to get on her good side so that she'll change her mind and (laughs) maybe fall in love with him after all. Yeah. So, which is a good thing. Well, that brings up an interesting point that, uh, kind of a sidebar, but... How tall are they? Like, how big is Lumiere? How big is Cogsworth? I don't know. Can't be that tall. Maybe more like a foot. Yeah, because Mrs. Potts is a teapot, so she's probably... I mean, I don't really know anything about teapots, but I'm guessing... Six inches, maybe? Yeah, six to eight inches. Yeah. Something like that. So that would put Cogsworth at, like, a foot, and Lumiere maybe a foot and a half with the top of his candle. Right, right. So, interesting. We'll we'll see how that... We'll see if that... Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I finally I I looked a, at the scene because we see the um, Cogsworth and Lumiere and Mrs. Potts outside her door in this hallway, mm-hmm. and it's definitely a very different part of the castle than the rest of the castle that she's seen, and I thought that was, I mean. I don't know. I guess I just hadn't noticed it before that there's like maybe one gargoyle in the whole hallway. Yeah, I had a note on that as well. It's like, okay, this is definitely like the nice side of the castle if the whole thing is like creepy and cursed. But as we're going through, like seeing the interior of the castle, it seems like pretty much the scary side is over by the West Wing. Like that's the really gargoyle Mm. like torn up place. Everything else has looked fairly clean and you know nice in in bell's hallway there are a bunch of columns or pillars i don't know what the difference is i need to look that up Um, (laughs) but there are a bunch of these columns and they have figures carved in the middle of the columns so like the figures are holding up the the top portion Mm -hmm. of the columns Mm -hmm. but they're not like grotesquely being squished or anything i mean they're they're definitely struggling out of the weight it looks like but they don't look like creepy scary And then there are, like, some nice paintings on the walls and a sofa and a bunch of, like, urns and stuff. So, it's definitely not a creepy hallway. Mm -mm. So, I'm getting the feeling that really the scary part of the castle is Beast's domain. So, is that just simply reflective of, like, something that the curse focused in on that part or of the castle? When everything was changed, because doesn't most... Well, okay, I guess we only see the outside of the castle gargoyles change. Yeah. But assuming that most of those gargoyles are going to change, and they're all by his quarters... I mean, not all statues changed into gargoyles, as we can see, because like, just in her hallway. Yeah. So... Well, I'm getting the feeling like maybe there isn't a huge correlation between like all of the gargoyles, especially the hallway we saw that that bell was going down where there were like gargoyles covering the walls. Everywhere. Yeah. These grotesque figures. Maybe those part of the curse is just like a reflection of where Beast is and it kind of shows his Mm. mood and I don't Mm -hmm. know how he's feeling about himself. So every time he feels like he's a monster another gargoyle appears with what he thinks he looks like because otherwise i mean why is it just his section that's all super creepy and torn up i mean it's torn up because he's angry and tears stuff up (laughs) 
Right. But yeah, the right. rest of the castle doesn't really seem to be horribly uh, creepy. So Yeah, I would agree. I can get on board with that theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Beast gets mad and storms off. And this is another little thing that I never really noticed, that a ceiling tile falls on Lumiere <laughs> and whenever Beast slams the door. I hadn't noticed that before either. I was like, dang, he slammed that door really hard. Yeah. Part of the ceiling fell on Lumiere. <laughs> and Lumiere doesn't really seem that affected by it. It's like, no, okay, he's not. That ceiling's probably like, I don't know, 30 feet up and he's just had a tile clobber him, but he's all right. Well, he's, he's a thing now. He doesn't have like a skull to get cracked or anything, I guess. Yeah, his wax get all messed up. Well, apparently not. <laughs> So Beast goes to his room, right? He storms off to his room and starts talking to himself about, like, what does he talk about? I don't remember. <laughs> but he starts oh, talking he to himself. Oh, he says, does she want me to beg? Is that what she? Yes. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, what does she want from me? Like, does she want me to beg? And <laughs> he's kind of just, like, complaining to himself about yeah. Belle. <laughs> he's, and, like, talking to himself. Yeah. Like we all do. He Is he really, like, just you know talking to himself out loud there's i mean there's nobody in there i'm assuming because everyone's terrified of going in there so it's kind of weird he's just like spent so much time alone that i guess he likes to talk to himself and work things out out loud <laughs> well i mean he probably i mean don't you talk to yourself i talk not to myself sometimes not yeah. out loud ever no no that's kind of weird no it's not lots of people do that i don't know about that janae mm. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's kind of just like your thought process and you're saying it out loud, not that you're talking to yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not like you're addressing yourself. It's like you're thinking things through and you're saying it out loud as you do it. And there's nobody else around. So basically you're talking to yourself because there's no one else to talk to. Does that make sense? I think the only time that I've done something similar to that would be like if I I lost something and I'm trying to find it. Then I think that's the only time I can remember that I'll actually out loud be like, okay, I was in here and then I did this and then that's I did so that funny. and went over there. But I think that's the only time that I've ever like talked out loud when I'm alone. Okay, Unless listeners. I'm, like, practicing so something. do you talk to yourself when you're alone or do you not? Because if you don't, you're with Bobby. And if you do, you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> and if no one's with Janae. <laughs> I literally do it all the time. Uh, we can start a, a GoFundMe to to get Janae some help and. Oh, uh, <laughs> rude! Oh, low so blow. mean to me. Okay. 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 Well, to to end on a happy note, or at least for this is the last of my notes, is that the uh, the wardrobe she's trying so hard to like smooth things over with Belle and be encouraging. Oh, he's not so bad. You should try to get to know him. Part of me is like, she's being really nice and like understanding and considerate. And the other part of me is like, she just doesn't want to be a wardrobe for the rest of her life. <laughs> she's doing whatever she can to avoid that. Yeah. Poor thing. <laughs> My last note was, so there's a part just like going back in the minute, uh, maybe like 10 seconds or something. I don't know how much, but before we go with beast into his quarters, Cogsworth commissions Lumiere or basically tells him stay here and guard the door make sure she doesn't come out and Lumiere says something and he says Montepita Montepita 
Mon Capitan, my captain. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Because I was like looking all over the place to try and figure out what that meant, what he said, that what he meant. And uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. Because that scene, by the way, is not in the original screenplay. I looked. Ah. Not there. <laughs> I was like, maybe they'll have it spelled in here. And then I can like put it in Google Translate and figure it out. Because I couldn't yeah. figure out how to spell it. But nope. But now I know because you knew. So that answers my question. That's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to go back and relook at it uh, to be completely sure. But I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Because it sounded like you said Montepita, not Montcapitan. Hmm. I guess I didn't hear the C, but I probably just have bad ears. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the script. And he says, Lumiere, stand watch at the door and inform me at once if there's the slightest change. Lumiere, you can count on me, mon capitaine. Which version script do you have? Why don't I have that? It is in the Google Drive. Um, labeled script. <laughs> oh. Well, you got the screenplay, which is the first version, and then the script, which is wow. just something that somebody typed up. Oh. Okay, well, we'll go there next time. Yeah. That one does have some errors that I found, but... It is uh, closer to the movie than the original screenplay. Okay. Well, that's all I have to say about this minute. Yeah, that's all I have as well. So, thank you guys for joining us once again. Definitely make sure to check out our social media pages. We are on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us there by searching Beastly Minute. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if this is your first time listening to it. Or if you just have never taken a chance to subscribe, go ahead and subscribe so that you get all the episodes as they come out. And please head over to iTunes to leave us a rating and review if you haven't done that already. It really helps us to show up so that other people can find the podcast and enjoy it, just like hopefully you are. If you need to get a hold of me, you can head over to growlermedia.com. That's where this podcast lives, along with some others that are done by Growler Media, and my email address is there if you need to get a hold of me. And Janae, how do people get a hold of you? Well, you can get a hold of me by emailing me at janae.hyatt at gmail.com if you want to email me. Or if you would like to listen to my demo or my portfolio, you can go to my brand new website, janaehyatt.com. Woohoo! Yay! It's brand new. I'm super excited, everyone. So check it out. Go check that out. And if you also want to be part of the conversation that we are having about this movie and the things going on in it, make sure you go to Facebook and join our listeners group. It is called Beauty and the Beastly Minute Listeners Library. Uh, you can request to join. And as long as you are not a robot or a uh, creeper or something, we'll, we'll let you in and you can be part of the conversation and talk to us there and other people that enjoy this show. So... Come back and listen to us again when we'll be talking about minute 35 of Beauty and the Beast. So yeah, what do you want me to do? Beg? Something is really different. I'm a growler. I'm keeping your bones.